Welcome to the fourth pillar of play, a night shift radio production where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. And from across the vast expanses of space and time, we are here. And the internets. And the internets. Yep. It's a series of tubes. Yes, it's just, it's tubes. Which is now a really dated reference. We are we are currently exchanging ideas via the tubes. What was that years ago? Do you remember all the senators that thought that the internet was a series of tubes, and there was like hearings uh, and they couldn't understand? They were supposed to. It's a series. Well, of I tubes. mean, that's that's nothing new has changed there. I've seen clips from hearings where, uh, is yeah. any sort of hearing where you have an a senator, Congress person, whatever. Questioning a tech executive yep. about or so like if I'm on the internet on my phone does that mean the internet's in my phone yeah <laughs> that, well that kind of nonsense I watched a great I've started to watch this really good YouTuber Wisecrack there's a lot of political stuff he just did one on the age of our congressional and senators and stuff and he said he said watching he said watching our senators in Congress is familiar to any of us who's ever helped our parents figure out how to Google something yes. You know, I'm like, oh yep. my god, it's it's exactly the same pain. Um, but it was, it's just perfect. He goes, it's like you just watch them and you just want to take the phone from their hand. You want to like take the podium from them and ask Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. questions yourself because it's just easier than trying to get them to. It's so true. So, hey, Talon, yeah. how was your busy? How's your weekend? My weekend was was pretty busy, but enjoyable. Yeah. And hello yeah. to everyone uh, at home and in their cars Hi, and at their desks and yeah. Probably at the supermarket, I listen to podcasts when I'm walking through the store. Yeah, I was on the treadmill today, but I wasn't listening to a podcast. I was listening to a new audiobook. I have been... an audiobook that I've read many times. I have been listening to Blowback, which is an amazing podcast. What's that one about? Blowback, season one was about the, um, like the, it's an exhaustive background on the uh, Iraq war and all of the misleading and, and all of the stuff and the and the various lies the bush administration did it's very detailed um and, and that sounds like a rip roar and good time well it, you know what i'll be honest <laughs> it's actually very entertaining it's by a lot of the guys that did uh from the chapo chap house group uh um, okay which if you're someone who's into what's called the dirty left dirtbag left um that's them anyway very entertaining is very they put a lot of movie clips they do a lot of analogies to pop culture references to help people understand if they don't quite understand the relationship between two characters or, or what's happening, you know, in this story of, you know, true history. And I'm currently started in on, um, they do an, uh, they do a second season all about Fidel Castro and okay. the Cuban revolution. It's very good. That, that's what I listen to. That's nice. Yeah. For now. I'm listening to the new audio books that they just have done of the guards books by Terry Pratchett. Are those new, because, new? Like new? Yeah, they're new? brand new. Yeah. Um, so the original Terry Pratchett books mm-hmm. had audiobooks that were absolutely brilliant audiobooks. Some of my favorites. And honestly, I like them more than the new ones, but I'm listening to the new ones to try them out. Yeah. Um, the the f- strangest thing about them that I'm finding, so it's it's they do a couple of cool things. Yeah. They have one actor read. So you know how Discworld books are broken up into mini series within. Yep the whole so there's like 42 of them but there's like the watch books the witches books the wizards books yeah well my favorite of the watch books and so i've been waiting for those to come out and um they finally did and for all of those series they hire a different actor to read all of the books okay uh um do you know who indira varma you know indira varma right uh if i showed you a picture of her face you would know exactly who indira varma is um she did like the witches books and they've gotten like oh, pretty I bet famous I know people. Who this is going to be. Hang on. Yep. That's who I thought it was. Okay. Yep. So the guy they got to hire, the, the guy they hired to do the watch books, I'd never heard of before, but he's an, imp- an impressionist and a comedian. And so I thought, oh, he's, you know, it's going to be great. Um, my issue is that they, they, uh, they, he reads them really slow and oh. slow is not necessarily funny. <laughs> Oh, so in order okay. to make them flow better with the jokes, I have to increase the speed to like 1.2 or 1.3. Really? That's funny. Yeah. And then it's then it sounds okay. Well, then, but it, it was then like, it's actually funny. Yeah, but it's he reads them painfully slow. Um, I think it's and, funny that you can fix that by speeding it up, though. 
Yep. And I, and then now it's now I'm I'm now I'm quite enjoying myself. I still am a, I'm having a hard time shaking the voices of the characters as done by the original audiobook readers. But hey, that's life. Sure. Uh, so they also one of the things they did with these new ones is they hired Bill Nye. Um Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, science yeah. guy, not the, the British guy. actor, yeah. um, to read the footnotes. Mm-hmm. So, um, as he uses a lot of humorous footnotes through his books, so there'll be a sound, and then uh, Bill Nye reads his footnotes. The only problem there is that it, Bill, you can tell that Bill Nye recorded them himself. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> because oh. the audio quality on them is not sterling. Huh. So all of a sudden you're getting like this, you know, produ- professional sound booth yeah. sound, and then. You know, Bill like Nye dialed up on his cell phone via yeah. Zoom to record his lines. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, they've worked hard at it, but you can still tell. And the character of death is, in all of the books, Yeah, I was going to say that's the overarching character, right? by Peter Serafinowicz. Serafinowicz. Okay. Peter Serafinowicz, who is a very funny actor who you probably have seen in stuff before. Um he is in a lot of the like Cornetto movies, the Cornetto trilogy movies. Um, do you know what? Peter Serafinowicz was the voice that they hired to replace Ray Park's voice in The Phantom Menace. Really? That's interesting. Yes. So oh, Peter Serafinowicz guy. This guy. is the yeah, original voice guy. of Darth Maul. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's um, Sean. He's a comedian. Yeah, he's Sean's he's roommate. Sh- He's Sean's roommate that can't stand him in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. So he plays death. And in Dear Varma. She did the witch books. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, for anybody on the tip of the tongue, she's Hilaria Sand. So she was. Oh, that's right. Game Pedro Pascal's uh, wife, sort of. Yep. Right? Wife or sister? <sighs> it didn't show, really matter in that family. It could be either. I know specifically um, in that family it didn't matter. So that's fine. So, yeah. It, they're very, very good. Um, again, I just like my little niggles. The. Mm-hmm. Uh, the death character, he does a cool voice for death, but they don't throw like a reverb or something on it, which I think would just kind of make it stand out. Sure. Um, so I don't know. They're they're fine. I'm enjoying them. Are there any but, goblins in that? Uh, there is goblins in mm-hmm. the book Snuff, which is the last watch book. Right. And do, do so, they, do, are they represented like any goblins I'm familiar with or are goblins open no, to different interpretations across multiple books? No. It, goblins <laughs> in Discworld are, are very sad. Like they're sad. Like the book is one of the saddest books I've ever read, where oh. he introduces goblins because he brings in this. He tried to build. He builds culture around them, and the entire point is that they're so mistreated that at times of great strife, when they have children, they eat their own babies, and then they fill up jars, ornamental jars, with their tears. Um, that that's and because of the abuse they take from people who are manipulating them for their own gain and things like that. All right. There's all of the watch books center around a great injustice that must be righted. Gotcha. So, well, in D and D, the goblins are one. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna force us into our. Yeah, into I our know. Game, but that's good. That's good. We should do that. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, taking a slight break, uh, we're a slight, a slight divergence, a, a, a slight, you know, a slight side quest. Yeah. Um. Uh. Today, you could say that the whole thing is a random encounter. Now, yeah. oh man, I reprogrammed the random encounter sound, but I don't remember which button it is. Should we just test it? Hold on. Sha-na-na-na-na. Yeah. Random encounter. Oh, what, nice. On the first try. Very nice. When so, was it? <laughs> I don't even know what the others are. I'm not going to find out. They're probably okay. like, yeah, I think I tr- set one as the trombone is the wah, 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 wah. Yeah. But um, yeah, just so I received in the mail one of my Kickstarters. You did, yeah. And that is, I'm always like, yay, a new book to read. And also, yay, new material to talk about on the podcast because that's always fun too. Um, so I received in my mail the physical copy of the book Flea Mortals by, uh, MCDM Productions, Matt Coville's, uh, uh, game design company. That's the one with not a beholder on the cover. The one with a, a not a beholder, uh, for legal reasons on the cover. (laughs) Um, and it's an interesting book. So I was, I was sitting there looking at this going, oh, this is really cool. And then I thought, you know what? I've got now several monster books that have come out just recently where the monsters have been redesigned um, to, to make them better. And so we have some monsters that now exist in four or five different forms based on what might be better to four or five different game designers. Right. 
and I thought this could be interesting to take some time and maybe do an episode where we look at what are some differences in what what kind of design philosophy differences can we glean by looking at four or three different versions of the same monster over different books. Okay, yeah. So I gave I've got the my cuz without my kickstarters I I buy the PDF and the physical. Yeah. And so I've got my PDFs up on my screen and I gave I lended lended you lent, lent. you my physical copies yep. to look at, but I'm also going to share my screen here. And I thought that we could do that. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. So yeah. I figured we should start with the epitomous goblin. Goblin. Because right, goblins it. are great. Would you like to know the page number goblins are on? Sure. 248 in Monstrous Menagerie. Okay. And in Flea Mortals, you're looking at page 126. Oh, I was going in the right direction for that. Okay. Okay, and then up on goblins. So they now... Yeah, so they have tons of goblins in here. Okay, so yeah, that's the first thing we're going to talk about, I think. So um, here, let's start with the Monster Manual Goblin. All right. So, this so that's, is I've got that up on the Vanilla D&D Goblin. The Vanilla Goblin. It's a small humanoid goblinoid, neutral evil, armor class of 15 because it's wearing leather armor and it's got a shield. It's yep. got seven hit points, 30, uh, 30 foot speed. They have... A very low strength, a strength of 8, a moderate dexterity at 14, a low con at 10, or a, a middling con. Yeah. Middling intelligence, lower wisdom at 8, and lower charisma at 8. Now, the first thing I notice when I look at this, their skills, they only have one skill. They have stealth plus 6, which doesn't make any mathematical sense to me as I'm looking at it. Okay, yeah. they should have a proficiency bonus of 2, and they have a dex bonus of 2, so they should have no more than a plus 4 in stealth. So immediately my thought is, okay, so Monster Manual monsters, I remember hearing this one place that they don't really follow the rules with their skill uh, abilities. They kind of boost them as needed okay. uh, to make up the monster story. Yeah. So uh, they have dark vision, passive perception of nine, uh, and they speak common and goblin, and they're you know a challenge rating one-fourth. They have one ability called Nimble Escape, okay. which is the goblin can take... Uh, can take the disengage or hide action as a bonus action on each of its turns. It's a little bit of a diet version of um, the rogue's cunning action. Yep. Okay. Their Definitely actions, seems like it. Yeah. Their actions are a scimitar attack, which is they have a plus four to hit because they must be using decks for their scimitar. Yep. Um, five foot reach, one target that does five points of damage, and that's it. So it's 1d6 plus two. Boom. Or a short bow where they hit plus four to attack, and then they can do five points of damage, 1d6 plus two piercing damage. Yeah. It's a very simple stat block because goblins are meant to be something you fight at level one and two, and then they become comic relief and things you mow through in higher level in higher levels. Right. So they're they're basically always kind of cannon fodder. They are cannon fodder. And when you look at this, they are meant to be a pain in the neck to a low level character. They're yep. obviously built around the idea of being fast and tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, goblins are small, black-hearted humanoids. Boy. <laughs> they, they don't mince words, do they? No. Um, and dismal sending, individually weak. They gather in large numbers to torment other creatures. So that's their whole thing. They like to fight in numbers. Um, right. They're black-hearted, selfish humanoids. Gosh, they're really like... The well, the I mean, this the, is so. This is Monster Manual. So this is before yeah. they started, in, you know, injecting any of the progressive thinking into. However, this is from D and D Beyond, which is edited in real time. So, so they didn't errata them. No, they didn't errata that black-hearted nonsense. Um, but I mean, you can now play with you know more than you Kanan's can play a goblin now. Version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe that's why they don't. It's bother. interesting. I, maybe, maybe. Um, so the only thing really they have special going for them is this nimble escape thing. Yeah. And they are obviously not meant to be taken seriously after a couple levels. So, and they are obvi- sure. also obviously meant to be faced in larger numbers. But yeah. that's the problem here, right? Because even, I'm sorry, I could kill a, fourth, a first level party with goblins. Easy. Oh, any, yeah, it does. I mean, a strong <laughs> stiff wind will take out a first level party a lot. Of exactly. Them. So, you know what you've got well falling 10 uh, feet will usually take out a first level i know (laughs) right (laughs) Right. um what is that i was just seeing something uh i was reading a 
thing where people were complaining about balance. And evidently one of the very common complaints in official D&D adventures is the balance of the combat encounters is very often off. It'll be like um, you're putting level two characters against a character with a fireball. Right. What like the... Which will kill the entire party. Yeah. So, for sure. Um, yeah. So that's a goblin. So that's our monster manual goblin. Let's we could move chronologically here. So if yeah. we look at the level up five E goblin, yeah, that I'm gonna pull range. up on my PDF here. My books. Okay. You got yours? It's on page two hundred and fifty. Yeah, now one of the, the fancy first things thing in here. Yeah, okay. the fancy ribbons. Um the first thing that you, you notice with these other uh fifth edition publishers is that they take this tack of creating different versions of the monsters. It's not just one goblin. Um, there's goblin, then the goblin specialist, goblin boss, goblin right. warlock. Right, they start to sort of inject thing. like culture. Exactly, they start to develop that they're not all the same. There's variety. There's not a um, monoculture going on, yeah. Exactly, which is cool. And there are other kinds of goblins in the monster manual too, mm-hmm. but this is like they really start to play with that. So the goblin in Level Up 5e, which was written by Paul Hughes, who yep. is also famous for the monster manual on the business card, mm-hmm. where he um, he created the uh, statistics across the board for every monster level going across and homogenized them so that they all sort of followed a logical progression. Yeah. So the goblin in Level Up 5e, are you you want to go through the goblin stats in front of you? Do you have it? Yeah, so right. we're going to start with just the strength, dex, con, all that. Yeah, the, we'll, start, yeah. we'll start with challenge rating. Still a challenge rating, one-fourth, right? Yep, challenge rating still one-fourth. Uh, AC's 13. So they lowered the AC and took away the shield, it looks like. Yeah, he's got, this is, and this just says leathered armor, right? A, yep, and uh, the other one is leather armor and a shield, right? Yep, hit points 10, speed 30. Okay, so that's our first change to, or another change to. They bump up the hit points from 7 to 10. Yeah. Two, um, instead of 2d6 is 3d6 hit points. Well, and it looks like the ability scores are much more spread out. So the strength is 8. Uh, okay, the, that's the same. The dex, though, goes down to 12. Okay, so they made them a little slower. Uh, but now con is 10, intelligence is 10, wisdom is 10, and charisma is 10. They're, they're 10s straight across the board. Oh, they're 10s across. So they're more middling across everything. Yeah. And they dropped down the dex. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So they nerf them a little bit. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. Yes, they definitely hmm. did. But they also have but they have all these versions. You yeah, know, when and you yeah, look, they do. So, so and well when we get to the MCDM book, that's it's off the chain. So yeah. we're gonna have to uh uh just I have the one picked out that's the most stereotypical. Yeah. So what's maneuver right. DC? Okay, so maneuver DC, so this is where game design differences are gonna pop up. Maneuver DC is a special add on rule in level up five E. Um hold on, I can pull up on my screen to explain it. So a maneuver DC. Oh, I just had it and then lost it. Yeah, so their proficiency is plus two, which... Okay, so uh, combat maneuvers. Yeah. uh, You can always... Okay, so they have combat maneuvers. Um, You can always choose to show basic uh, maneuver instead of making attack. See chapter 10, combat maneuvers. So they put in a maneuver DC. So if you want to do something against the goblin the DC to successfully do it is 11 with that particular monster. So if you like, it might be something, and I might be uh, bastardizing what you can do with it because yeah. I'm, I don't want to, I'm not pulling it up in detail right now, but it might be something like, oh, you want to pick up the goblin and toss it? Their maneuver DC is 11. Yeah, so okay, that's, do, that seems, okay, I get that. It's it, That is a way that they have added in different things for you to do to interact with the monster, but also... Here's a clear number to make it easy to figure out how to do it. Right. I always well, take it, it back to the, the, DM the great any dis- math. It's the it's the make it easy for the DM there, and mm. it's also the the ancient Leo you know, back in third or three point five. How did you grapple? Because it, how you grappled was you brought the table to a standstill for twenty minutes while everyone looked it up. Okay. Um. So yeah, and then we move on. Yeah. So uh, it's primary. Well, so, so it's primary skill. I'm assuming is stealth because it gets a still plus is. three. Now on their that. stealth skill makes sense. It's got a proficiency mm-hmm. bonus of two plus dex the of dex plus one plus one. Yeah. So it's, now that one d four. This is something interesting. That is an expertise dice. So in level up five e, um, you have an expertise dice that you can apply to certain things based on what you've trained. It rep- it represents according to the rules specific uh, focused training in that skill. 
it's not just you have advantage. They Advantage and disadvantage, they say, is used situationally. So you have advantage because it's dark, but right. you use your expertise die, die because you have expertise in stealth. So you might have a stealth roll with advantage because it's dark and because you have specifically trained in stealth, you get to use your expertise die well, that, and add you know, to the total that number. That makes sense just because, you know, like say in real life, just because it's dark out doesn't mean I can sneak around undetected myself literally Correct. in real life. And there's going to be someone out there who's trained to do it and is better at it than you. Yeah. So expertise dice is, again, one of the add-on rules for Level Up 5e because the whole philosophy of Level Up 5e was let's take 5e and make it add in rules. Basically, it was slightly more complicated 5e to give you more stuff to do. Um, so right. we have uh, they have dark vision, 60 feet. Passive perception is 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so they have a higher passive perception. Uh, they speak common and goblin. Who doesn't? Okay. Yep. Um, short swords are um, short swords, so they do their melee weapon attack plus three to hit, which again makes sense. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, mathematically. Yep. Um, ba, ba, ba. they use a short bow. How uh, much damage does that do? That does which one? The four short points bow? of damage. So yeah, yeah, so they're doing less damage. Yep. Uh, bonus action is nimble escape, uh, which the goblin takes disengage or hide action. Okay, so they took the nimble escape and made it a bonus action. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's a bonus action. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that's just... so. Okay, so nimble escape in Monster Manual is a bonus action as well. On any of its turns, it can take the, the disengage or hide action. Yeah. So he just moved it down into bonus actions. That's a formatting change that I've noticed in more and more stuff. Um, that's the same formatting change I use. Your bonus actions are listed under things as bonus actions. So... That's not a lot of changes. That's a decrease in AC, an increase in HP, mm-hmm. and a decrease in damage. So I would argue that a goblin in level up 5e is weaker than a goblin in the monster manual. Yeah, if we're talking about just the vanilla goblin. Yeah. But So <laughs> why do you think he would have made it weaker? Well, because he's well, because all these head. other flavors of goblins that he has. Well, yeah, we have goblin bosses and goblin warlocks. And I would think Plus that's also, why. Yeah, and it also, maybe he was thinking, well, now you're not going to kill them with a level one quarter CR monster. Yeah, that's got to be part. Well, they also, and I don't know that, unfortunately for my screen, it's too small for me to see, but right right initially when they describe their their combat tendencies, they only attack when they outnumber opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, they employ ambush, firing arrows, hiding, and then using nimble escape to hide elsewhere. Um, yeah. And I think that, that I mean, that's essentially giving you directions on how to run them. So they're going to be inherently more difficult, right? Right. Like you're going to make sure you're having them run. You're going to make sure that, you know, yeah, these are no longer first level. I, I don't know. I, I think if you, if you have to outnumber everybody and they're constantly with expertise hiding on you, mm-hmm. they're going to be a lot, uh, they can be a lot harder. Yeah. The, um, it's so interesting. I'm and just, they have you know, the specialists as you go down the list. So yeah. Yeah, he's going to be the, weaker in, because they want to be able to scale it up. Right. I'm you know. just, it's so funny. I'm going to the flavor text at the beginning of the goblin chapter. Mm. And so we go from goblins are small, black hearted humanoids that uh, are selfish humanoids that live in caves, abandoned mines, and they're individually weak and they love to torment other creatures. They crave power and regularly abuse whatever authority they can obtain. Here's the opening passages for the goblins in the monstrous menagerie. Mm -hmm. From the wilderness forest to the most sprawling metropolis, there's no place in the world you won't find goblins. For these small individual weak creatures, survival is the greatest virtue. It's a living. Life is unfair to goblins. It's one of the things they can count on. Goblins are rarely granted mercy at the kindness of larger folk, and in return they rarely extend it to others. Goblins are found in the service of more powerful creatures, particularly particularly large goblinoids such as hobgoblins. Um... (laughs) I know what's it's, it's like a much softer, more nuanced take. Yeah, it's the propaganda the, free. It's yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I love this. Life isn't fair to goblins. <laughs> that's great. Well, okay, so that's yeah. a level up yeah, that's a level up five E goblin. Now that's two. Right. Let's go to three. Flea mortals. Now, just talking a little bit about this book from the very beginning. Um I love that in the introduction, the entire premise for this book was Better Monsters. That's what he says in the introduction. In fact, that's what they were going to call the book, Better Monsters. And he was like, I just want to make them better. I want to make them better. Now, the one way that you can always see, like, 
Level Up 5e has expertise dice and maneuvers and things like that. Yeah. That's like the little extra that they build around their stuff. Yeah. MCDM, Matt Coville, whatever, with Flea Mortals, it's all about action-oriented monsters and monster roles. Um, so he likes to give monsters roles. That's the rule he adds in. So now they are, they're labeled right in their stat block. Are they a skirmisher, a brute, a controller, um, artillery, or something like that? Which is funny because that's just lifted like almost whole cloth out of fourth edition. Oh yeah, there's it's like there's a lot of stuff from fourth edition that people are going, hey, that's great. We should pull that back in. So like, yeah, controllers move people around the battlefield and buff and debuff Um, other people, not themselves. Artillery, their specialty is staying in the back and shooting. Skirmishers are mobile melee fighters, and brutes just stand there and take damage and deal it out so Hmm. that's the first thing it's like you don't have just a goblin you have to have a goblin assassin who's a skirmisher i said he's a tougher skirmisher a goblin cure curse spitter who's a controller goblin lackey who is a minion that's the one we're going to look at goblin sniper uh, who's a one half artillery goblin spine cleaver goblin underboss goblin warrior actually that's what we should look at goblin warrior skitterlings and swarms of skitterlings which are just like little goblin things is that like a goblin war spider uh skitterling is like a pet oh yeah it looks have. like a possum with like a possum wings. with bat wings yeah uh the war spider mm-hmm. and then we have a specific leader queen bargnot the cr3 goblinoid leader so you go from here's a goblin to here's one two three four five six different goblin stat blocks to choose from yeah so that's the first thing like there aren't as many monsters of individual number in Flea Mortals. However, there are more versions of all of those monsters in Flea Mortals. So while you might have two to four versions of a goblin in any other given book, you're going to have yeah. more of them in this book. So you can create more complicated encounters with different kinds of goblins. Right. Also, this gives you the ability to have goblins that can threaten the PCs for fewer, a few more levels. But I would think that we would look at the Goblin Warrior. The Goblin yeah, Warrior. Not the Lackey. You initially said Lackey. I, th- I thought Lackey, but then I was like, you know what? No, Warrior. Warrior is the is the, probably the closer one. Um, so a, co- a Goblin Warrior. It's CR4 Skirmisher. That means it's meant to move around in combat as it fights. Okay. Small humanoid, Goblin. Any alignment. They remove the alignment thing altogether. Um Armor class 15. They give it back its shield. MCDM was generous and gave the goblin back a shield. So their armor class is back up. Yeah. Oh, yeah hit points. Is. Hit points nine. I, I just think this is funny. Um, so they what they did is they didn't want to go as high as 10 like uh, Monstrous Menagerie. Yeah. But instead, they bumped it up to nine by bumping their con. So it takes the... It has the original hit dice of the monster manual goblin, 2d6, mm-hmm. yep. but the con is now a 12. So two, two hit dice of d6s plus two, nine yeah. hit points. Yeah. Speed 30. He gives them a climb speed of 20 feet. That's fun. That's different. Yep. That's to add to their mobility because you got a climb speed. You don't have to worry about making climb checks. They just climb. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if, with any of the others, you want to have... That goblin skittering on the wall. These goblins are the kind of goblins that skitter on the wall, like in Helms in uh, in uh, uh, Moria yep. when they're coming down the pillar, right? Yeah. Strength of eight. That's the same in all all three. Yeah. Decks of fourteen. We bring our Which decks back gone up. Back up. Yeah. Con of twelve went up. Intelligence at ten. Wisdom at ten. Charisma at eight. So bumped up wisdom, dropped charisma, bumped up con. So yeah. okay. Yeah. Skills. They have acrobatics now acrobatics, and stealth. Yeah. Well, if you're so they climb, can flip so. around and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. again, the entire design philosophy here seems to be let's make them more mobile. Mm-hmm. For the um, warrior, which for lies sure. up, yeah. yeah, which lines them up with the skirmisher. Dark vision, passive perception ten, which is that's why they bumped the wisdom. They bumped the wisdom because it's ties to perception, and if you have a monster that is built around ambushing, yeah. it has to be able to see when people are coming. Yep. Common and Goblin, proficiency bonus plus two. Here we go. Some big differences. They have the ability Crafty. The warrior doesn't provoke opportunity attacks when they move out of enemy's reach. They don't have to spend anything. I was going to say. They don't yeah. have to use a bonus action to disengage. 
They just can't be hit with yeah. They just move away. That's it. They're immune to them. Yeah, that's make that could make them dangerous. Yeah, um, because they still have they don't have any bonus actions, but they do have uh, you know. Well, I, I mean, if they're about, swarming you and exactly they're going all over the darn place, and, and they don't have can't. to spend any action economy to do it. Yeah. Now it's not like there's other things they can do now as bonus actions add on to it. It's just it seems like it just simplified it. It's just like hey, they just move and you can't hit them. They're too they're too small and fast and jumping around. Yep. So they do a short sword too. So evidently, um, MCDM and uh, Level Up Five E don't like scimitars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So melee weapon attack plus four to hit. Okay, that makes sense. Again, I I love that the others just went back to mathematically. They make sense. They get a plus four because it's a plus two and a plus two. Mm-hmm. Reach five feet. One to, does five points of damage. So the damage is the same as um is, the damage is the same as the vanilla monster manual one. Yeah. And a short bow, same, five points damage, five points damage. But they now have a reaction. Which is actually pretty awesome when the creature within, when a creature within five feet of the warrior uh, misses with a melee attack, the warrior can move up to half their speed. So they can have an automatic, that's amazing. They can just move yeah, right away. So right? like, I like, this is, I like this goblin the best. So I've been a very, I, I love my monstrous menagerie. I use it all the time. It's my number one used book. Yeah. at the table but i do like i do like the the te- uh, i don't know so obviously this book flea mortals is designed for people who think tactically yeah who you know have that war gamer itch which is his you know he's currently his thing. working on the game system his own gaming system yeah. and that's his focus as well right he loves that uh, yeah, yeah. there that whole company is built around what he likes and he likes little bit more crunchy, a little bit more tactical combat. And I've, I'm the first one to admit that I'm not good at tactical combat. I mm. try really hard, and I fail. Um, so yeah, Fleet Foot. So this creature, you miss them with an attack, and they can move half their speed, and then on their attack, they can dart in, attack you, and dart out, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, well... You know, so you're always having to move to hit them, and then they're just bopping in and bopping out. What you really have to do, and you can't really, I don't know if you can see it as well on a PDF, is you slide back a page, and the goblin mm-hmm. spine cleaver has crafty. Yeah. They also have strong grip, which is wielding a, we- wielding a heavy weapon doesn't impose disadvantage on the spine cleaver's attack rolls. But it also, as you know, its reaction, it gets Trixie Warrior. When a creature within five feet of the Spine Cleaver misses attacks, Spine Cleaver make a melee attack against the creature with disadvantage. Like I'd, Spine Cleaver, I wouldn't want to mess with. No, so they get to they get to like do like little repost, like a yeah. weaker repost. Yeah, yeah, lots of. So it seems like a lot of this is built on reactions. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I have loved in this new renaissance of five E publications, is how many monster designs are jumping into like a real wealth of reactions, uh, bonus actions, and things like that to really give you a lot more choice and a lot more variety in what you do with the monster. It's what makes them more interesting. To the point now that when I'm trying to design a monster, I feel really guilty if I don't give it reactions and bonus actions. Well, I mean, Um, prepping for a game, the the way they're written in this Flea Mortals has got to be a lot easier. Yeah. You know, for an encounter, because you don't have to think of things for them to do and how to make them do it. It's just like, oh, he Their can do this. Their tactics are built right yeah. into the stat block. He can do that. He can do this. All right. Well, then this guy will fit perfectly in this situation to counter oh, this character. You can bet character. these guys synergize like 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 sons of guns. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. And, oh, man. So, yeah. So, let's look at the Goblin Lackey, who's a uh, one-fourth. Oh, the, the reason I didn't do the Goblin Lackey is it's a minion. Uh, okay. Well, everybody's crafty. And if you're a goblin, you're all crafty. It's, yes. They're all, yep. That's their one prevailing trait. They all get it. Yep. Um, except, no, the, the, nope. cra- the goblin assassin gets it too. He does. It's just not primary. It's just not the first one. So the minions, the reason, because the because of the minions, one minion is equal to, your five minions is equal to one standard monster. So this is also the book that has the rules on creating minions out of any monster. Mm-hmm. So they have five fewer hit points they have um uh, they have a hit point number but if you hit them or damage them they die <laughs> right if yeah, they take any damage from an attack or a failed saving throw they just die yes we um, have the faced hit points those. are there it for overkilling fun yeah. and satisfying um and it is fun like mm-hmm. I, I i've run the minion rules from this book against our table yep. several times yeah 
and it's always fun. You know, when our barbarian swings an axe and it goes through three different minions before stopping, it's just fun. And I mm-hmm. don't feel guilty about throwing obscene numbers of them at you guys. Yeah, except for the anxiety that it triggers, which is funny. Well, the, that's the best part. Yeah. When when you guys fought all those rats and there was, you know, 30 or 40 different mini rats on the table mm-hmm. and you were just swarmed with them. That was great. Yeah. That was great. It was. Still best combat I've ever run. Um, but yeah, so this one is interesting. Now, I'm going to share another book with you, but I'm going to have to do it via the screen. So bear with me. Um, yeah, the flavor text in Flea Mortals for Goblins also doesn't inherently make them... Oh, I didn't even look at that. Let's look. Yeah. Um, do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. Uh, like all humanoid ancestries, there are many different goblins and goblin cultures, each with their own ideals, known to themselves as Rogabrin, meaning, quote, more of us, unquote, in their language. Goblins are one of the most numerous humanoids in the world. They can be found in every environment humans occupy and places many others avoid, like deep cave systems. Um, and then it's like a physical description. They dwell. Uh, they prefer to dwell in tight-knit neighborhoods of diverse cities. Mm-hmm. These uh, goblins who cross swords with adventuring heroes are the worst of the bunch, thieves and murderers shunned by their own people and driven to live on society's outskirts. <laughs> So if you fight a goblin with Flea Mortals world, um, and they don't have a setting, the, which is he, funny. He's a bad guy. It's there's, Those are the bad ones. Yeah. I Again, you can see this progression of progressive thinking, yeah. you know, moving its way more into the design. And well, I, I like I how that one kind of splits the, the difference between the two approaches. Yeah. It's yeah. like there right are, in the middle. There are bad, evil goblins. Right. And there's also ones that are not, just because, you know what, nothing's a monomyth. Yeah. You know... Uh, monoculture the i think that's actually really great Mm -hmm. i well and you know that's the same thing you know like mike shea will say like well you know not all drow are bad drow you know the men's of brands and drow are bad drow the other ones are not because they're problems all the time who cares um but you know and then we're we're kind of moving away from the reductive thinking but we haven't touched on josh Mm -hmm. the biggest single uh most important difference in goblins across these three designs okay it's it's the most vital it's the most important and it means the most goblins in monstrous menagerie and in flea mortals are back to green oh yeah huh because goblins in the monster manual are flesh colored well you mean like traditional yeah, the the, yeah. the Monster Manual Goblin. Look, so can you see the picture? Yeah, they're, they're pretty Caucasian-y. They're, but, you're, yeah. they're kind of yellow browny skin. Yeah. Um, hmm. And I and I prefer a green goblin. I well, prefer yeah. my goblins green. Why wouldn't, why would they move away from that? Green goblins are better. Unless they're, I wonder what made them do that. I don't know, but you know, it's really interesting. Um, it's interesting how over the... Over the years, over the auditions yeah. of D&D, they have also changed um, how orcs look. Uh, it's something similar. So orcs used to be green. And then, so can you see this art? Yep. Is it showing up for you? Okay, yeah. so that is, the, that is the fifth edition orc art from the Monster Manual. I'm going to see if I can find the orc art from, let's see, fourth edition orc art. Well, I mean, Dude. without even seeing, you can see it's green. Uh, oh, I feel like Google oh, image man. search used to just be more efficient. It did. Yeah, I believe that might have been. Yeah, but you def- no, that's that like was- a greenish-grayish, right? I remember. Yeah, they so they went from green to green-gray to gray. I, and honestly, I'm a fan of the gray orc. Well, I do like you think orcs. also they were moving away from to kind of different? Because I believe in Warcraft, they're exclusively green, and that became kind of the primary. Yeah, I think they were trying to move away from Warcraft orcs because yeah, the, they didn't want to. Yeah, that's kind of the, become the primary pop cultural reference when you mm-hmm. think of an orc is, so, is probably Warcraft. It's funny it, yeah. the things that, you know, goes into this thinking that's, you know, I could totally see that being a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the mm. there's the creative reasons, and then there's the bureaucratic reasons, and then there's the political reasons, and then there's the uh, fiscal reasons. And, yeah. Um, well, I was, you know, I was thinking, I was. This is just a very cynical take. Mm. I was. There was a new trailer that came out. This is a complete divergence. Yeah. There was a new trailer that came out for the Doctor Who 60th anniversary with uh, David Tennant and Catherine yes. Tate. Yes. Yep. 
and I, it was and I watched it because yeah. gosh darn it I'm excited for that yeah um and I would, then I made the mistake of reading people's comments about it and they're oh. like I think this is a really cool creative decision to do this and they're like it's not a creative decision it was done 100 percent because the ratings have been slipping under uh, Christian Ball um, and most of those comments were along the lines of Jodie Whittaker was really good but her stories were not. And right. people got okay. bored and they lost a lot of viewers. The The viewership went down over yeah. the tenure of Chris Ball as the showrunner. So mm-hmm. this is them, The this is 100% studio breaking glass in case of emergency and bringing out David Tennant again just to like revitalize it and move from David Tennant to the new doctor and get... And hoping the, that they have a lot more eyeballs people, when they do mm-hmm, it. Because they're like, look, it's David Tennant and Catherine Tate and it's Russell T. Davies. And even that, we're bringing back Murray Gold to do the, comp- the composing. And, you know, this is things that Doctor Who fans get excited about. So, yeah, that whole kind con- the cynical, like, nihilistic, um, not nihilistic, just cynical. Yeah. Break this, glass in case of emergency. Well, you know, uh, I, I definitely. Driving you know the creative how I, decision. Yeah, you know how I feel about Baby Yoda, so I'm definitely not against that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're Because you think that Baby Yoda was not intended to come back. Yeah, no, I, right? I strongly think, especially based on the quality of Mandalorian Season 3 um, and the fact that the Mandalorian took over the middle of another character's show in order to bring Baby Yoda back. <laughs> I was like, you know, because if you watch the end of 2, you know, you're like, there, you know, end of Season 2, there goes Grogu, mm-hmm. you know, uh Din Djarin's on his own now. Now we get to see him. And then, you know, it just, it had kind of a closure-ish moment. Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm just saying somewhere, some C-level, you know, exec was like, um, wait, no, we're putting Grogu on toothpaste tubes and no, you got to bring him back. We're like, well, we don't, we, 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 we can't, we'd waste half of the season. No, just put him in the middle of Boba Fett. Yep. Because it just never, it didn't, I mean, it was nice to see, but it didn't make any sense. Right, and I just really feel that that was a no. We're selling a lot of Grogu stuff. He's on Christmas ornaments. He's in our advent calendar. No, we gotta bring him back. That being said, um, I haven't watched Doctor Who in a while. Yeah, and if you, I'm, I'm we're gonna you, have a little get together, I think, for that one. Yeah, and if you put uh, David Tennant back, you do get my interest because I did watch that trailer. I haven't watched a Doctor Who season trailer in forever. Yeah, I stopped watching under Peter Capaldi, who I did enjoy, but I just. I just kind of like lost time. Rowan has been back through on and Capaldi and has changed their opinion on on Capaldi. Oh, yeah. Cool. But well, let's bring it back to goblins here. Yeah, um, yeah, goblins, goblins. Yeah, yeah, goblins, goblins. But honestly, I want to bring in one more source for one more game designer, and this is of course a different style entirely of game design. This is a page from uh, the uh, what's the title of this book? It's called The Forge of Foes. So this is Mike Shea, Teo Sabadia. And um, the, uh, Scott Fitzgerald Gray. Yep, that's it. And this doesn't have a goblin in it. There's no goblin in here. But this book is about making monsters. Mm-hmm. So we've been looking at goblins that have different hit points, different damage they deal, different you know stuff like that. Yeah. And all the ones we've been looking at are the one quarter CR goblin. Mm-hmm. So on this page, there's a couple things I like about this. This is his page for like quick where he does his own they do they do their own math mm. that is similar to the table from Monstrous Menagerie that I use very often that breaks down every level and what their stats should be. It's yeah. slightly similar and he uses um but it has one column that I really like and that is the equivalent character level column. Okay. That's great because you know why? Do you remember how much like I had to, fiddling I had to do and go and I think I had to go to a table from Xanathar's to figure out when we ran Corey's birthday and mm-hmm. we made monster stat blocks for the heroes, we had to go to oh, Xanathar's yeah, yeah, for a weird that. table to figure out what CR to make the heroes mm-hmm. to play them. Yeah, And we made them all... I don't remember what we made them. Do we make them CR3? We might have made them CR3. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and we were pretty close. We did. We were looking for 8th level players and did CR3, CR3, 7th level. Yeah. So that's you know right about right. Um, but looking at the quarter CR, so this is just, I just think it's cool. Like, hey, look, you want to make a monster that's a CR 10? That's about a level 16 player character. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I was just, right. I'm sorry. I was getting distracted too because I was looking up. I was curious what they did in Tal'Dorei Reborn for goblins. 
Oh, are there goblins in that? There are, but I'm just looking oh, at it on my see. phone. I'd have to go get the whole book to get the thing. But there, I can see, at least on the wiki, they get dark vision 60 feet. They have an ability called Fury of the Small and Nimble Escape, which sounds familiar. I'd imagine I know what the Nimble, Nimble Escape, Escape is. Nimble Escape is the same is. thing, yeah. Yep. Fury of the Small sounds interesting. I wonder what that is. Um, different members. Yeah, this is just the wiki, but they do have a different version. They have much, much more handsome goblins. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, can you oh, see? Oh, yeah. It's a good-looking little dude that's right a, there. That's a good-looking goblin. Yeah, he's a really good-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, our goblins are pretty goblins. Well, they are Taldori goblins. Taldori. Yeah. Wait, no, or how does Mike Shea say it? Taldori? Taldori, whenever he feels like making me want to drive off the road. <laughs> Tachesis? Tachesis. <laughs> Not Tachesis. I just say Tachesis to you to infuriate you. Oh, okay, so, a, so quarter, a quarter CR creature... Um, he says it should have an, their table has as an AC of about eleven. Now the AC on all of the goblins was higher than that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. hit points thirteen. All of the goblins were lower than that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so proficiency to hit, ability but, bonus. They say so. This I think is saying its highest ability bonus should be a plus three. So that's higher than any, any of the of goblins. Yep. Damage per round five. That's dead on with all of them. They all do about ten points of damage. Except, wait, did... I thought did, they had... Did, one of them had four. Or am I thinking of something else? Did Flea Mortals do t- do five points of damage? Let's see. Uh, five points of damage. Oh, okay. Five points of damage. Yeah. yeah, they're all five points of damage across the board. Um, So then, number of attacks, one. Damage per attack, five. That's all good. So the big difference here is this Forge of Foes. If you were to make a goblin from Forge of Foes, you can also see where their design philosophy came in. They want theirs to be easier to hit. You're doing more damage. You're hitting it more often, but it's got more hit points, so it can soak up more. And it is, yeah, that's so interesting. And it's gonna hit. It's gonna hit better because it's gonna have a plus five. Yeah, it's hit. like a different philosophy and what. Yeah, each of them seems to represent a different approach to what do players find fun. Right. You know, right. do you exactly. want to hit more often in every way? Easier to hit, and you got to hit more. Do you want to kill them easier? Yeah. Or do you want them to stand up to the hits more? But still be able to you, kill them. Exactly. It's it's so interesting to me because, you know, would you rather, if you're, when you're playing at the table, would you rather fight something with a high AC? It's really hard to hit, but when you hit it, you do a lot of damage. Or do you want to hit it easier and just have to chip away at a lot? You know, and there is a difference there. Yeah, there like is. If it's got a super high AC, you can build up a lot of frustration, but you can also have some really cool high peak moments of excitement when you finally land a hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I don't know which one I would prefer. I guess it would depend on each on situations. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that I think I prefer higher AC, lower hit points. I think if I wanted a more challenging group of attack, I think it'd be more fun to hit them more frequently. You'd get more of that movie vibe. Yeah, so you're really hacking away at them. You're hacking away and you're slashing and you're making your way to the door, but they just keep coming and then they're, yes, they're Mm -hmm. dropping, but it's taking a lot out of you. But if I'm doing something a little bit more, I guess we'll call it intimate combat situation, right? Like I'm on, they're ambushing me on the road or right something there's just like two of them and i'm you know they're holding their own yeah it, it it does i mean all all what now four of these sources give you very different ways to play with this you know these characters yeah and they're and it's and it's like different different vibe for mm-hmm. the monsters yeah different you know approach to how to run them um they all and they all come from just a simple stem of goblins attack in numbers and are fast yes that sentence spreads into a million different you know choices and you can't see them coming yeah yeah um what was your favorite of all of these of all of these three goblins which were your favorites probably the flea mortals the the flea mortals yeah they had so many options i know you know they have the the hmm. we should do we should do this as like a we should do a series of these because I'd like to look at some monsters, some very stereotypical monsters at different levels. Well, you know, I look at this and I'd really like to see how each of these sources and stuff do like a, just a dragon. Right. Now, here's a fun fact. MCDM's book, I don't think there is just a straight up. I mean, there might be. Flea Mortals might have a dragon. Um, no, they're but waiting. They are not, That's going to be a Kickstarter. <laughs> well, it, it's more that it has five named dragons. Oh, okay. <laughs> he creates five... One, two, three, four, 
five. Yeah, so all he does is create five solo. So these are solos. So solos are a type of monster in MCDM. Um, it would be in Monsterized Menagerie, the equivalent of a... Um, of oh, what are they called in Monstrous Menagerie? They are hold on. Why am I blanking on this? They have the where it's a specific. It's it's a named one, so it counts as uh, a different. So in Monstrous Menagerie, there is versions that are stronger versions of the monster, and it might be and it uses specifically the an, oh an elite an elite an elite. Okay. So you can have an elite legendary. So uh. A dragon, you know, an adult red dragon is a legendary monster, but an elite red dragon is an even tougher legendary dragon monster. Um, and is that mortals, one named? Uh, yeah, and that's that the idea. Like, it'll be like, there's a red dragon, adult red dragon. Now, this is Gartharanax. Right. And so here's a here's story. Smog. Like, yeah, here's Smog. Like Smog is the name. Exactly. Like. Smog is an elite legendary monster, but um, in MCDM, in Flea Mortals, it gives you five chromatic solo dragons uh so you have a frost dragon uh, you know a white dragon yep. and it's a cr20 solo monster and the solo monsters have a lot going for them because you do not add anything with them they fight by themselves right uh, and fizzbands does have some named dragons under each version yeah because they add in the um ancient no so ancient and then there's another they add in a layer of dragons of yeah. complexity yeah uh they have a red dragon which is a cr24 solo they have a green dragon which is a cr21 solo a blue dragon cr23 solo and a black dragon cr22 solo huh yeah yeah that is different because i'm looking at level up 5e doesn't they have an they just call them ancient blue dragon challenge yeah. 25 he's a legendary gargantuan dragon oh there you go there's a legendary gargantuan dragon yeah yeah so yeah, we should do this dragon. as a series. We yeah, should kind of go through and look at some different iconic monsters. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. That would be fun. We'll do that. We're going to do that. That's going to be fun. However, Josh, yes. I think we're out of time. Yeah, we definitely are. Yeah, we're out of time. So thank you to everyone so much for hanging out with us this afternoon. If you have any questions about anything we talked about, um, please fire us a message on Instagram or you can email us at info at fourthpillaroflay.com or you can come visit our website maybe eventually if I update it better at www.fourthpillaroflay.com all spelled out all spelled and, out and uh, yeah please give us a give us a follow and uh, send us a message if you like what you're hearing or you have any ideas you want us to talk about yeah um, hey Josh thanks so much for hanging out with me well anytime Talon oh I appreciate it so you know it's gonna be forever until I see you again actually it's gonna be tomorrow morning yeah it's gonna be tomorrow yeah yeah <laughs> so all right. all right hey everyone we look forward to creating more with you <laughs>